Comedy LOL Podcast Network. lines are always way bigger than mine. That's what she said. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> mm, mm. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Terrible Podcast. Today's quote is, every human has four endowments, self-awareness, conscious, independent will, and creative imagination. These give us the ultimate human freedom, the power to choose, to respond to change. And that is by Stephen Covey. And he wrote the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I highly recommend. Hello, Ashley. Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm really excited about it. This quote, like literally, I'm like reading through the four endowments. I'm like, I feel like I have all those. (laughs) Um, But I guess, you know, that's pretty good. Today, obviously, we're talking about the number four. Yeah, and I think this quote is great because it shows these four endowments, and then it says that it gives us these three powers, so it has the four-three correlation, which is great because we were talking about last week the number three, and today we're talking about the number four. See, you say that you like that it goes four-three, but I almost wish that he had put in one more in those four power or in those three powers. So it was four powers, like. You have the four endowments, and then you have the power to choose, to respond, to change, and then something else. I don't know. That could have been on purpose because in certain uh, esoteric knowledge and circles, the 3-4 correlation is big. It denotes the change from the triangle to the the square, kind of like the acquiring of knowledge. So he might have did that on purpose. I'd like to think that it was purposeful um, because otherwise it just seems a little like, but I also really like things lazy, to be balanced. Right? Yeah, it's like, come on, yeah it does. <laughs> but yeah, after reading his book, he, you could definitely tell he's not lazy. So I would venture to say it was probably on purpose. <laughs> yeah. he Maybe book. he was smart and he actually like was like, I'm going to say this and hopefully people get what I'm saying and, and make that correlation. And maybe they'll talk about it on a podcast someday. And maybe some really ignorant person is going to be like, I really wish he included one more power. Oh, my God. I wish there was, like, one more. It would have been, like, so cool. <laughs> okay. All right. No, that is not you. You're great. Stop it. <laughs> I didn't take it personally. All right. So today we're going to talk about the number four. We're going to talk about the four of cups. And we're going to talk about the emperor card. Like, I kind of hoped, you know, I was saying, like, oh, I want to see what we're talking about. Um, last week, I was like, I want to see what we're talking about next week with the Emperor card. And then going through that card, I was just like, ugh, guys, am I right? Yeah, that's there's <laughs> nothing more that you can say about the Emperor card than it's the most masculine card that there is. It's like, do we really need to give men that opportunity to have this card? Dude. <laughs> Literally, as I was writing down notes, I was just like, Eye roll, eye roll, eye roll. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, so uh, let's just get right into it here. Um, and let's start off with the Four of Cups. And literally, I feel like this is me right now looking at this card. I'm like, this is literally how I feel. Um, it's this this young man 
sitting on a hill, kind of, it looks like maybe leaning against one tree. There's just one solitary tree kind of off to the right-hand side that he's, it looks like leaning back against for me. And he's like looking downward um, at these three cups that are on the hill. And off to the the left-hand side, there's like a cloud with a hand and the hand is holding out a cup to him, but he's not seeing it because he's just looking down at these three cups. Honestly, the first time I looked at this card, I was like, it looks like he's taking a nap. Like, maybe he's not looking at any of them. Maybe he's just like, I just need a minute here for myself. Um, and in the background, it's a blue sky, and you got a little bit of a mountain. You get a couple little trees, but it's not as big as that one tree that's kind of off to the right-hand side. I feel like I did a pretty good job describing that. Yeah, you pretty much nailed that one. Okay, so I'm looking at this card, and we're going to talk about it, and, you know, what does each part of this card mean to us? But what were your overall thoughts on this card? We're like, this reminds me of Ashley. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Um, no, when I when I looked at this originally, it just looks like disappointment. That's just what I see originally until I really look deeper. It just looks like he's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. See, and I'm going to say the opposite. I felt like it just, besides him looking like he needed a nap or he was taking a nap, I just kind of see it as focused, like focused you know that like keep your head down and just do your work literally yeah. that's what i i thought and like that's what i wrote down for my notes um okay so let's start off and talk about um well let's talk about the cloud with the hand in the cup all right usually something like this represents divine intervention and if you look at that inwardly that could mean something that comes from within you maybe it's an idea here or it's something that's going to help you. It's definitely some kind of treasure that it's representing. It's a, a gift from within. Mm -hmm. I said that, you know, since the suit of cups, as we've talked about, is we're talking about it in terms of love and like romantic love, friendship love. But I think it also has to do a lot with emotions. And I think it's kind of um, a showcase of like, this is an emotion that you're feeling, but again, he's not looking at it. So uh, it's like an additional kind of something you put in the back you know how like people say like they bury their feelings? That's mm -hmm. how I interpreted that. Like oh, it yeah. is something kind of emotional that um, is just presented outside of these three other cups. So kind of like a repression? Yes, exactly. You know, the more we talk about it, I, actually now I'm like, maybe I don't want to say this is my card, how I feel right now. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, let's look and say, uh, let's look at the tree. There's only like one actual tree here. What were your thoughts on that? Generally, when I see a tree, I always think tree of life, and that mm -hmm. always reminds me of natural energy, of nature, of mother nature, and since he's sitting there, and it looks like he's very solid, and he's in a meditative, like you were saying earlier, it looks like he could be napping, or really highly focused, or vigilant, or meditative, but he's leaning against that tree for support, for stability, so I feel it really represents the natural world, and how he's kind of using that. Don't you think it would be so different and, like, how interesting it would be if um, it wasn't a tree and it was just, like, a solid brick wall? Yeah, that would be much – It would just, I think that would totally represent different energies, but, yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm totally going to agree with you on that. Let's look at his stance. So he's, like, sitting, like, crisscross applesauce <laughs> on this little hill, and he's got his arms folded um, across his chest. Um, 
I said that I just thought that. So besides like that's a way obviously people would sit on the ground. You can either like sit with your legs crossed or out. I just said like most times people would sit with their legs crossed and having his arms crossed like that. I just said that just seems kind of relaxed and or focused on something if it's taking a nap or whatever. Um, But it also seems very closed off. Yeah. Like he's keeping everything very close to himself, which is why I drew that connection with the cup coming from the cloud of that being some kind of emotion or feeling. And he's not open to it. Yeah, and then you can also interpret his arms crossed against his chest because in body language, if you've ever studied any kind of body language, that's a really big sign that somebody feels vulnerable or uncomfortable. So they'll cross their arms in front of their chest. So that that could be maybe a negative sense of the card also. And maybe like a protection thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so there's three cups sitting on the ground. I feel like in the other cups cards we've talked about, uh, the cups are just so big. I don't feel like they look that big in this one. The only one that looks so big is the one coming from the cloud. And they also, I feel like, look a little bit different. Um, The other thing I wanted to point out was just like the blue sky. Obviously, I feel like I'm always fixated on what the sky looks like. And a clear, like, uh, blue sky with the exception of this one cloud for me kind of always means clarity which is why I got a little confused about what my interpretation of this card was going to be and I also wanted to point out the blue sky because it's so different in the emperor card so do you have any thoughts on the blue sky I, I like I kind of like your interpretation of it. it it's blue but it's also really light so it does remind me of tranquil peace so there's nothing really no dangers this guy's safe I think that's kind of what it's trying to tell you Okay, so if this card comes up in your in a general reading for somebody, what would you say? I would say that it could signify indecision maybe, not knowing what the next step to take is because 4 is a number of completion of order. So a lot of times when people start off on a project and they get to a point where it's like a finishing point, but not totally done, maybe it's just step 1 or step 2, but you come to this part where there is some completion and then you're not really know you're not sure how to proceed. So I think in a general reading that could signify that. And I'll mention that and see if that rings any bells. And then from there I could just um, keep going. You know, I took a class in college that talked about a little bit about numerology. I went to a Catholic university, so obviously we didn't really dive that deep into it. But yes, we talked about like how four would could be associated with like completion. We'll talk about four later on, but I didn't get that at all from this. What'd you if get? Anything, it, I just said that it seems like um, like whatever topic it is that they wanted to focus on, or if it was a general topic and wherever that laid in, in the spread, I would just say like it seems like a, whatever we're talking about is like you're distracted and you're not focusing on it, or you're so focused on it that you're kind of discounting everything else. Yeah, I like that interpretation of the card also. Like I said, it just depends on the reading and on the on the person I'm talking with. But I definitely like I like definitely like that. And I figured you might pick up on that. And I think that um so I also wrote down like self-reflection or contemplation cuz he could be like really sitting there and like thinking about, you know, reflecting inward. Um I personally don't get that from this card. That's just not the energy I would get from it, but Again, depending on if if it came up in a general spread, that could be something that obviously someone's thinking about or worrying about and spending a lot of time fixating on. So I would always make sure just to point that out, like whatever, wherever it lays, I just say like, 
Um, is there something you're really worried about or like thinking about that you're kind of distracted by? Um, and then go from there. All right, let's talk about love readings. You know, I love those. Huh? Love, they're your favorite. <laughs> All right, good. Then you go first. Okay. Um, so I said that if you are in a relationship, this honestly is kind of the same for both being in a relationship or um, being single, just kind of not being aware of what's around you. I think that for me, literally, um, this card I like wrote down, the grass is always greener. It's one of those like you're so distracted by what you think that you want or what you are you have going on that you're not seeing what's actually before you. So whether that's if you're in a relationship, you're so fixated potentially on their flaws, which surprise, surprise, everyone has them um, that Come you don't on. see like, oh, I know. Well, except for me. No, I'm kidding. Um, that you don't see like what that person is offering Um or you're so fixated if you're in a relationship on looking outside of it. And like if you have a lot of single friends seeing like how much fun or whatever it is that they're having that you don't realize kind of how nice it could be in in a very caring, supportive relationship. And then on the flip side, if you're single, you know, I think there's always that same kind of mentality of when you see people in a relationship. It's like all my friends are in couples and then you don't necessarily see the experience that you can get um, and the freedom you have from being single or I'm going off here. I'm just, there's a lot going on for my love reading on this card. Or it's one of those you don't see somebody that could be a potentially really good match for you because you're so fixated on whatever, your list, your type, whatever, and you're so distracted by those things that you don't see somebody that could really work for you. Yeah, I like that. It follows the theme you're talking about with distraction and focus. <clears throat> then and. I guess to continue on my theme, what I was talking about, I think that this could also signify if you're in a relationship and you got to a milestone. So think back, we're the four cups. So think back at the three cups. It's the three ladies celebrating. So maybe you came to this milestone and it was great. And now like it's the next day and you're thinking, where do we go from here? You're having doubts about things. You know, is this really, what do we do? You know, um, so I think this could speak to that and this could also go back to what your distraction thing is you know you need to focus on what's going on if you just hit this milestone obviously you're doing something right and then on the flip side saying like we've hit this milestone right now let's figure out the new direction we want to go and something else for us to work towards um so kind of like a a new situation as opposed to like let's sit and just keep thinking about the past. Yeah, sometimes things fail, like businesses fail or a team will fail right after their greatest victory because that's when they're most vulnerable because that that's when all these feelings arise. So I think it's a great time to stay focused. And when I did that, when I wrote down all my notes for like a love reading, I was like, I really can relate to that. I feel like I hear both sides of what my interpretation was from so many people. Um and I think a lot of times it's just, you know, your perspective and kind of flipping the way you look at things. Yeah, it's it has to do a lot with perspective because, like you said, you always think the grass is greener on the other side. It always seems so much better, but everything comes with its inherent positive and negative. It comes back to the yin and the yang, just like the two pillars we saw in the High Priestess card, number two, is that you're always going to have negative and positive 
to everything. It's just how mm-hmm. a how you deal with it, and b do the negatives and positive. You know, do the positives outweigh the negatives? Is it worth it? Are these things that we could focus on and fix and work toward? So let's flip and talk now about career. If this this card came up in a career reading, what do you think you would you would say? I would say quit immediately and start a podcast <laughs> about tarot cards. Oh wait. <laughs> That was my note for you. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) No, I think this could signify hard work paying off because like we were saying, like I was saying earlier about the cloud, this is a gift that's coming to him. So it doesn't, if you're looking at it externally, this could be a gift that looks like it's just random or chance, but it's because you put in a lot of hard work and it feels like divine intervention, but it's just everything lining up because you were there putting in the work and doing what you had to do. Oh my God, that was like way, way more positive than mine. (laughs) My, (laughs) maybe that's a reflection of our current work situations. Yeah, I mean, it could be. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I said that this is like being okay with like being satisfactory. I don't know if you can remember being in like, like really elementary school. Um, But I remember before you got like letter grades, they would just give you like S for satisfactory. And then if you did beyond satisfactory or like really good, it was a VG. And it was like, you had to be okay with just satisfactory. Um, Just as an aside. But I said, it's being okay at work, but not being great. And um, it's also like an inability to like think outside of the project you're working on, kind of like not thinking outside the box. So if you're so fixated with the head down looking at these three cups and you're not thinking outside the box, you could miss something, right? An additional piece that you might need for whatever it is that you're working on. Yeah, like a eureka, like a light bulb going off and you just exactly. don't even pay attention because you're too worried about what's going on, on Facebook. And it's like he he won't see it, right, until it's probably right in front of his face. And at which case, yep. like maybe at that point, it won't work anymore. Yeah, and that could go back to his stance where maybe you need to meditate more and need to sit under a tree that's literally the story of Buddha and Siddhartha where he was sitting under a tree and gained enlightenment. So there's something to be said for getting into nature, walking in the woods, sitting under a tree, getting your focus back. I mean, it has also been said that that's how Newton came up with his three laws of motion. Yeah. Right? The story of the apple. Um, okay. And so I just also want to throw in that I've been trying to identify different careers, right? I've already said this based on what the card is, um, just because I feel like sometimes that can be helpful um, in terms of helping people kind of focus and figure out like what kind of work it is could work for them. Um, so for this one, I wrote down like administrative work. For me, that's not something that I would like to do. But for some people, they're, you know, they don't need to have that creativity. They do need to have that structure. They do need to just like do this, do this, do this, do this. And for me, that's what this card was reflective of. Could be also like accounting, you know, because he has these cups here he's keeping charge of. And then he has this other one that could be just like mentally he's trying to see yes. where it fits. And there's not a lot of creativity in math. Ooh, be it careful. is what it is. I'm sure some people might disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's not like no, you know, know creative writing, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So any final thoughts here on our Four of Cups card? Uh, no, I think we're about – oh, you know what I did want to say about his clothes? Um, I noticed that he had a red shirt, mm-hmm. and then he had gray over it. So red a lot of times can signify love. 
So there's like a, a solid base there of love, but overneath or overneath, I'm sorry, over top of it is this gray, which could represent um, like a sadness, maybe an anxiousness or a distant dreaming. So same kind of thing. Like he has this love, this positive thing, but he has, he's, he has this weight over him. So you can even think of it like as a depression or an anxiousness because A, like I said before, he doesn't know what the next step is and B, he needs to focus. Ooh, I didn't even write notes on his outfit, so I love it. Girl, look at that outfit. Oh, <laughs> I, pretty. I was just like, oh, red and green, complimentary colors. Cool. Okay, let's move on to the Emperor card. Yes. All right. And I have a, a bunch of notes here on this one. All right. Um, surprise, surprise. So um, the Emperor card is the also our number four card that we're looking at today. And you have this older man sitting on um, a, like, stone, it looks like, throne. He's dressed all in red. He's got, like, this red cloak on and this red dress on. Um, He has a crown on. He has a long white beard. Love beards. It looks like he's wearing, like, um, kind of, like, metal boots. Um, And in the background, it's it looks like, mountains like yellow or orange mountains and then the sky also looks orange mm-hmm. behind him totally behind him um all right did i miss anything in my description of the card i would just say he's wearing a golden crown of jewels and then he's also holding like a staff in his right hand that's golden and an orb in his left hand that's golden yes all right perfect okay so let's do just like initial thoughts on this card so when I see this card initially, it just looks like power, like boom. You know, we've talked about seated characters before. Well, this is the first seated male character, and yes. he's got he embodies that. He's just sitting there. He's sitting straight up on this solid square stone throne. So this guy's not going anywhere. So that's exactly what I see right away. I just, for me, the red, the orange, the yellow, the they're like, um, they're obviously not cool colors. It's like very aggressive. Yeah. When I first looked at this card, it was just like, just very intense. Like my response to it. I think honestly, because of the color choice of this card where the past two have been so cool and blue. Um, this one is just not. Yeah. And I don't gravitate towards warm colors at all. I definitely gravitate towards cool colors, which is why I think I had a problem with my initial look. It is very severe though. It's, it's very... It just stands out, and it's talking to you. So, Okay, so uh, let's kind of dissect this here a little bit. Let's start off with his throne, Okay. which I guess is what we'll call it. Um, so it's, it's gray. It looks like it's made out of stone, and then you've got these four, like, ram heads on it in the four corners. And if you want to see what we're looking at, you can always just Google um, the Emperor Rider Weight Tarot. Or? Or... Look on our Instagram. And what's our <laughs> I'm getting Instagram? Better. <laughs> it's uh, at terrible two t a r o t b u l l and the number two. Yeah. All right. Oh, look at me! I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what were your thoughts on the throne? I like how it's square. It really plays into the whole number four. four. Yeah. Yeah, and it it's really shows like a solid base because that's. Four really represents that base, that foundation, that completion of the foundation. And this is just showing, it's just showing that four with the solid foundation. So it's just 
literally symbolizing that. Um, and did you make any observations at all about this, the ram heads? Yeah, I noticed the ram heads. And for me, that really goes along with the zodiacal attributes of this card, where this card is an Aries. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's going to show bull. those rams no, not all Taurus, over. And it's ram. also represented by Mars, um, which is well, great because that, color. yeah, and it correlates back to Mars, like the god of war. He's a god. It's all reds all over this, and it's got the ram set everywhere. And then ram backwards is Mars. So there's a lot going on. So my observation here was that the throne obviously was like stone. And I said that that was like an inability to change or waver. And whereas I think that a lot of times that can be considered like, oh, that's kind of positive. It's one of those like, well, there's no swaying this. Um, it's like it kind of just reminded me of like the end all be all in terms of like, when you ask somebody a question, there's like final decision and he would have the final decision because his throne is like so strong. Yeah. And stone um, doesn't bend. It just breaks, you know, it'll just smash. So I get you. And I, I know that we'll see as we go through the rest of the major arcana, like what the rest of the cards look like and, you know, kind of, I guess how they stack up or whatever, but it was just kind of disappointing. Like, yes. when we talked about not yesterday, last week, the Empress card, and she had that like throne of pillows, and then to have him have this stone of th- uh, this throne of stone, I was just like, "Come on, really?" For me, yeah. For me, I, I yeah. think they're really trying to illustrate the difference in the energies and how they're yes. applied. Really, is what it comes down to because this is obviously the card of masculine energy. I mean, there's no. This is the most masculine card in the deck, I believe. So. Right, but then it just bothers me to say that it's like a, a card of power. Well, I think that's honestly why I like my power, I, I think that's why I like the goddess tarot deck that I have because there's <laughs> nothing like this in the major arcana. It's all females, <laughs> it's all goddesses. And it's probably I mean, the the card for the emperor is a a strong, obviously, goddess. Um, but just for me, it's just a little bit of a turnoff to see the difference between the three, the Empress card versus the Emperor card and see how they're they're displayed for me. Um, okay, let's talk about the way he looks. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what what about the way he looks? What's your favorite thing? Um, his beard, obviously. Um, I love beards. I just, and I wrote down like long white beard. So what I'm saying, what I would infer here is when I'm, I'm looking at it is that this person has a lot of knowledge. They're very wise. Um, I think a lot of times we're associating beards with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and he's, he doesn't look young, right? So it looks kind of like, looks like he's seen some shit, you know? So he clearly might have some answers, Whereas if it was like this young kid is sitting on there, you'd be like, okay, you don't know anything. Yeah, he's got the thousand yard stare. He's, yeah. he's seen some things. He's been to Nam. Yeah, this guy definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and then even like um, his, like, if we want to call them boots or whatever, I think that they look um, like they're made out of some kind of metal, um, like almost like armor. So even though he's sitting there and he kind of looks like posed. He's very protected. Yeah. Yeah. I, I we think don't that's see what's underneath the cloak. A lot of times when you see any armor, that's what that signifies. And the fact that it's showing his feet and both feet are on the ground, it goes back to the solid stone throne where he has a solid foundation. This guy's not going anywhere. He's protected too. 
at his foundation. All right. Did you have a particular part about his dress or the way he looked that you wanted to talk about? I would say that the red is just goes back to the whole royal theme. And he's, again, cloaked. You could see it looks on like on his left shoulder. It looks like another ram. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I would just draw out and talk about the red and how it's just royal and regal and just represents this energy, this masculine energy. But like I said, again, it's not really, we're not talking about men and women. We just mean, think of it more of like a right brain, left brain type of thing, just or just a way of getting things done. All right, so let's talk about the background. Yes. Because that was the other note that I had. I said, whereas the other ones were so... I mean, honestly, like, beautiful. It was very, like, um, there was lots of nature. There was a lot of flora and fauna. This one is just so barren and desolate and stark. It's just, there's it does there's no green anywhere. It's just two mountains, one on each side behind this throne, and they just look, like, totally desolate. So what's that, so, what's that say to you? Honestly, like, again, and this might obviously be my own personal interpretation, but it's just one of those, like, he is such a powerful figure that there's no opportunity for there to be, like, new ideas, new life, any kind of emotionality. It's like his way goes, and that's why there's no green. Hmm. Yeah. I heard interpreted recently how it means that he's out in nature. It's just trying to show that he's not out in, like, a... Not like an urban environment because obviously this was, you know, but like not in a village or anywhere like in a city or inside walled gates. He's out in nature. He's like a mountain man. He's rough. He's getting it done. Rugged. But I feel like if it was mountain, then you could eat. You could also have some like the only blue is in his arms. Like there's no. Well, there's a little bit of water on the bottom left hand side there. But like there's no grays. There's just no. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely not disagreeing with your assessment. I think it's a really good observation. Yeah, you could. It does. It looks like desert mountains. And I just wrote down as an arrow to my stark, barren mountains. Um, it, it just reminds me of, like, he makes the rules and others have to obey. Yeah. Like a dictator, tyrant. Yeah. Well, that's the, um, the aspects of this card because you can be you can have him as the wise leader or he can also be looked at as like the despot king. So, um, and you know, again, I'm going to make an observation about the the sky in the background. Even that doesn't look inviting. It almost looks like the sky is burning. Yeah. Like it's just, it's it's not like it's filled with sunlight. It's not yellow like we had in like the magician. It just looks not inviting. Like Judgment Day. Yes. Right, yeah. So it's like, what about this leader looking at him would make me be like, yep, that's the guy I'm going to follow. Nothing for me. Well, I, that's what I think this represents. This isn't kind of that energy. This is more <clears throat> that masculine energy of getting things done. It's that uh, positive energy, I guess you would say. The force, the push. All right, so let's say this cards comes up in your general reading. What would you say? I would say that uh, general reading, I mean, there's so much that I could say about this card. Well, okay, let's do this. I would say that if it came up in a general reading that this represents the force and the power 
that you need in your life to create things. So if somebody was, you know, maybe in the area of creativity or somewhere where they wanted a project, this is the kind of energy that they need to employ. They need this force, this will. Like the kind of focus. Yeah, this focus also. Yeah. I said for a general reading that um, I would just kind of ask if that person feels as though they kind of live their life or kind of make decisions based on logic over uh, intuition. So as opposed to if we're going to say like male, female energy, oh, yeah. kind of that logical way of doing things as opposed to like trusting your gut or letting your emotions help rule you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also like when I think of somebody logical, I think of like, are you somebody that feels like they you need to have like well thought out plans, a structure, a schedule. And then, you know, sometimes when you're scheduling things too strictly, you don't leave room for like these organic moments that can also be super beneficial. I also put not willing to back down. So maybe being a little too stubborn. Yeah, that's a great interpretation because like that, that stone thrown in those mountains, like you were saying in the background, he's just there. Okay. So if this came up in a love reading, what do you think? If this came up in a love reading, I would say it looks like it's probably a really good sign because this guy looks like he obviously has complete rule of whatever dominion that he is in charge of. So this looks like the coming together in just that, excuse me, that completion. So maybe it could signify the next step. And especially because it's a four, the four really signifies that completion. So this could mean a good, um, a big step coming up for you, whoever it is. I feel like we kind of agree here. I said, if you're in a relationship, this would be like the couple working together on to on trying to achieve goals so like creating an empire since we're talking about the empress and the emperor Mm -hmm. um kind of setting that up and working together i said if you're single i said um it would if this card came up i wouldn't say like look for this older man with a long white beard i'd say it would be more reflective of the person that you're gonna potentially meet being interested in something that's more serious and committed as opposed to like a fling or um, you know, a one night stand or something like that. Yeah, definitely. If you're single, it could, it could, it could represent some sort of seriousness. I like that because he's just so stern and just, <laughs> I mean, when you're looking at it, it's crazy. I feel like I'm in trouble when I look at this card. Right? Like a little kid. All right. Let's talk about if it's in a career reading. I'd say in a career, this definitely, uh, it would represent mastery. Mm-hmm. So just depending me, on where the you know the querent is in his journey. Uh, if this came up in a career reading, I would almost say like it's the idea of either starting your own project at work, kind of something you can do by yourself, or starting like your own company. Yeah, and it could also represent a way to be governed or a way to be ruled. So if you're working somewhere and you have somebody that's above you, it could represent that you have to respect this person and you have to do what they say for everything to work correctly. Not all the time, obviously. You don't want to be a mindless drone. But sometimes when you're working together on a project with other, other people, there has to be that one person to take lead, to take charge, to call shots, to make it run smoother. So that could represent that you're in a reflection. Sometimes you have to 
be that person taking orders. I do love that you just said mastery, though, over something, because I just had this come up in a reading with somebody, and it's actually someone I work with. And I said to her, um, you know, we can – we can look at it and say, like, it's obviously, like, a masculine figure. It's a male figure. Um, and I was saying that, yes, it would – for me, it would be reflective. I did say of mastery of something, of kind of um, having all of this knowledge about a certain area. And I was like, but I'm trying to think about – and this is so horrible. I was like, I'm trying to think about um, who in our workplace this could be reflective of. <laughs> and she actually thought it was her. And I was like, okay, Sure. Why not? Um, you know, different perspectives, I guess. Confidence. It's good. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, fake it till you make it, right? Um, I also wrote down uh, for your career path, if this came up, if someone was asking about certain career paths, um, I did write down self-employment, like starting your own business or high-level leadership. Um, the people in, in the companies that make decisions. Because they're not all CEOs. All right, so any final thoughts on the Emperor card? I mean, it really won't be final thoughts because I have so many notes on the number four that really tie into the Emperor, <laughs> so we're going to keep going back to it. Yeah, I'm sure we will, but yeah, I think that's good for now. All right, cool. I am super excited as we're moving through all of these numbers to kind of get a better grasp of, um, you know, what is this what is this number reflective of and I, honestly, I love that I've been talking about the personality types of these certain numbers. I feel like it really ties into the cards. Um, it just honestly makes it seem very cohesive. And this is a great reflection of that because I feel the same way about the number four. Um, definitely the number four for me was very reflective in the Emperor. And not so much, though, in the Four of Cups. Kind of, but not so much. And why not so much in the Four of Cups, you think? Okay, so let's talk about what I wrote down in terms of a four. Um, so whereas the three was like that very, very creative, but kind of selfish, self-centered, I said that this is not that. Um, it is definitely a masculine number. So we're moving away from like the two was very feminine, four was is definitely very masculine. I said it's very organized um, and if I'm thinking about somebody who does have mastery of something or is leading a company, hopefully there is an organization aspect there to it. So like they're able to keep things straight and be able to, you know, work on several things at once. Um, I said that it's hardworking, dependable, persistent, productive, all of the words I feel like you want to throw out at a job interview. That's exactly what I thought was going on. And for me, Looking at the Four of Cups, I don't see him as being hardworking. Um, just because, you know, obviously he's, I'm going to guess his job is not sitting at this tree looking at these three cups or with his eyes closed. And it also, for me, gave a sense of, like, being not dependable. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows if he's supposed to be at work or not, but he's, like, by himself just kind of dozing. Um, and he also doesn't look like he's being super productive. Even if he's looking at the three cups that are at the bottom left-hand corner. He's not being super productive because he's missing out on this really awesome one that's just being handed to him, like, from the heavens. Um, but, see, if I'm looking at the emperor, I definitely feel all of those traits. 
hardworking and maybe it's just like the hardness of the throne and like the fact that he was able to get up to that point um, and that he's not young and dependable. I, I, I just feel like all of those things would kind of sum up my thoughts on, on the emperor card. Yeah. I think it's tough because it's the suit of cups. So if you think of the emperor, you don't, you're not really thinking of cups. Right. So there, there's only like a little bit, even in the card itself, there's like a little stream in the background. So they give a little, Shout out to the water aspect of it. So I think that's also probably why the Four of Cups doesn't embody it as much because it is cups. So it's more talking about emotions and feelings and stuff like that. So, Do you know what's crazy, though? As I was like doing research, it said that the Emperor card is associated with the star sign Cancer. Really? Aren't you like, what is that? Like, I would not say that. Honestly, if anything, I would have said maybe the Empress. <laughs> but, like, definitely not the Emperor. Yeah. But it said that um, what I was reading was saying that the it, it drew on the fact that the Emperor has that um, armor on his legs. And most of the time when you read things that have to do with cancers, which I do a lot of because um, I'm a cancer, and it always brings up, like, a crab has this really hard exterior um, to protect like it's soft kind of inside. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, the hardness of the throne, the, the hardness of the armor is to protect his kind of inner self. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting because I would not saying that being hardworking, dependable, persistent, productive are not good qualities to have. I would like to think that I have them, but as a cancer and all of the major arcana cards, I would not pick this one to say, this is the card of my suit. Well, maybe there's a reason for that, like we were talking about in the last episode. Sometimes when you feel like you don't relate to a card or there's something wrong with that card, it's just something you need to investigate in yourself. So it could be that also. Because I'm a Cancer as well, and I don't really I, – I have issues with this card. Sometimes I feel like I relate with it, and then sometimes I feel like I'm in trouble when I look at it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hear you. All right, so I also wrote down um, – as a four, um, some potential good jobs for you, which actually this does tie back to the four of cups. I said administrative work, like a bookkeeper or an office clerk. If there even is that job anymore, <laughs> I'm an office clerk. <laughs> Somebody that's an office clerk is listening right now. And they're like, if this lady, I love my job. Hey, I'm going to guess that there is still a job like that somewhere. I'm, I would think at my job is probably called administrative assistant. Um, okay. So I also, I already said about the cancer. Um, and I also brought in the number four. So we did talk about kind of the shape of the throne. I think the number four is, whereas the number three, we talked about it being like very prominent in like folklore and mythology. I honestly felt like that was more for the number four than anything. Like you got your four directions, your four main directionals, north, south, east, and west. You know, um, the I said the four evangelists, which we'll see on the Wheel of Fortune card, I think. Um, the four points of the cross. I just there's just seems like there's a lot for me, but maybe because it's a more of a balanced number than the three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to do with four and with three. Like we were saying before, the whole three four correlation. So there's just so much All to right. talk about. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts on the number four? I just think that four, like we were saying earlier, it represents its solid 
foundation because of the four corners, four sides of a square, order, stability. So it just all comes back in with the emperor. That's really the main focus of that, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Four is not my favorite number. Um, and then, you know, kind of doing more research on it, I, I'm i going to still say it's not, um, despite it being apparently um, a number for cancer, um, the sign cancer. <laughs> but we'll see. Okay, we'll see how it goes next week with the number five, which I actually really like the number five, so I'm super excited to kind of do some more research on that. Yeah, Um I like the Hierophant also. It's a really it's a really good card to come out of the Emperor with because it has a lot of the same aspects, but then it has a lot of the internal. So it's kind of like a mirror the same way the Empress and the High Priestess are different. It has the same mm -hmm. kind of similarity similarities and differences. And that'll actually bring me into the next thing I want to talk about, which is the Thoth deck. Because if you look at the Emperor card on the Thoth deck... And you look at the Empress card, I talked about this a little bit last week, but if you put them side by side, and I'll make sure I put up a picture on our Instagram, they're actually looking at each other, and the cards are almost mirror opposites, but instead of having the same kind of symbols, they just have their own. So in the Empress, you get a lot of water symbols, mm -hmm. and then in the Emperor, you have a lot of these rams and sun signs, whereas in the Empress, it's the lunar and moon signs. But they both have... A little creature next to them they both have this shield so i really think this is trying to show that both of these cards are equal and both of these energies are very important it's just showing that you know the like i was saying before the masculine and the feminine right side left brain it's showing these different energies and how important they are and how important it is to balance them it's really key. I love this illustration. It is, for me, despite it being like the same color scheme, not anywhere near as aggressive. Yeah, definitely not. I think because it's reflective for me of like a normal king in a playing deck of cards. Yeah, that's exactly Like with the head turned to the side. It looks like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't have both feet on the ground. He's got one leg up. It just looks a little bit more relaxed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look so like ready to attack. Yeah. And plus, he's not—he's looking off to the right, so it's just less confrontational. It's not peering into my soul. Exactly. <laughs> and then the Four of Cups is very similar to the Three of Cups. And again, it has that whole motif with the lotus flower. And it looks like light, though. It doesn't look as much like water coming out of here. Yeah. So I think that this is just signifying it just... You keep going with the whole theme with the ace, the two, you build on it with the three, and then the four is just this, like we were saying before, the coming together, the foundation, this kind of perfect number, the square, and it's it shows that reflecting up and down and back. So, and then we're still in water, but is it water? I mean, it, it, I guess that's supposed to be water. And then also then at the bottom, it shows all these different, it looks like infinity symbols or lemascotis. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's a nice he little... I actually like this what one I, better than the than in the Rider Waite deck. Um, I would agree with you. What I think is so interesting about this deck is that whereas in the Rider Waite one, um, all of the cups look so similar. This looks totally different than the Three of Cups. The Three of Cups was just kind of confusing for me because the cups were like red. Mm -hmm. And in this one, they just kind of look like trophies. Mm -hmm. So if, if I pulled this card and looked at this illustration, I wouldn't feel at all 
I think the same way as if I looked at the Rider weight four of cups. Yeah, for sure. There's also a little 69 in there. I just noticed on the bottom. So there's a bunch of water stuff. Yes. Sign of cancer. Yep. (laughs) I'm not normally super self-centered. I just kind of always identify things that have to do with me that I know about. That's all right. Because we're both cancer. So it works out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the best sign. Um, Okay. So any final thoughts? Um, I just, if I had any final thoughts, they would be that you have to go back to the energies and how they work together, the yin and the yang. So it's not about which one is better. It's just about working them in conjunction and knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses. And I, to build off of that, I think that what I always have to remind myself is that all of the major arcana cards is a journey, right? You start with the fool and they all kind of are transforming into the next one. Um, so whereas it might seem a little aggressive, it's a certain perspective that people can take at certain points in their lives based on where they are and you know what's going on around them before they transition to that next stage. So even though if you don't personally like the way that it looks um, or maybe some of the traits that kind of relate back to it, it's it's just a stepping stone, right? It's not it's not like his throne set in stone. Well said. Are, yes. All right, everybody. <laughs> I didn't even write that down. That's great. Well, write it down now, and you write it down at home too. <laughs> yeah. If you if you like this episode of the Terrible Podcast, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Terrible Two T A R O T B U L L Two. If you want more information, you go to comedylol.com. And until next time, stay terrible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Comedy LOL Podcast Network.